0: We're Locked On Panthers. It is Crossover Wednesdays with Locked On Panthers, with Bill Rossetti, with Locked On Browns, with Jeff Lloyd. Bill, uh, you know, look, you know, we do these crossovers and it's fun because we get to sit down with each other and it's kind of a way to, you know, break some bread here. Um, We have Panthers here, you know, kind of, you know, stuck in the moment that they are. The Browns trying to show everybody the relevancy that they are trying to establish for this team. It's going to be a fun episode here. We'll break down a bunch of stuff. But Bill, how you been? How's everything going?
1: Well, I'm good, Jeff. Uh, definitely excited to get on here with you. You know, this was one of the one of the crossovers I was looking forward to. So, you know, you and I go way back, and uh, glad glad we we're both on here. And just worked out that the Panthers are playing the Browns. So excited to chat with you, my friend.
0: Yeah. Um. The first thing I want to get to is it's an interesting interesting year. In the NFC South. I had pegged as a team that could probably, a division that could probably send three teams to the playoffs. Um, you guys have obviously hit a big skid. Atlanta, yeah. the wheels have kind of fallen off. Uh, Tampa, it's so up and down. Uh-huh. But, I mean, you know, I remember we did a show over the summer with Mark Sessler, and he was talking about, like, the NFC. He's like, it's going to be a shame they're only going to get 16. And a lot of that we, fought, we felt based on the NFC South. You guys w- were humming along at 6-2, and two, and the offense was fun, and it was different, and lots of crazy motions with Moore and Samuel, and everybody finding their way. But it's kind of hit a little bit of a halt here. So maybe, you know,
1: what's going on? Yeah, it, it, it's it's just crazy how almost like the wheels have fallen off. You know, the, the defense has been struggling over the last couple of weeks, and we saw this this week uh, a couple of assistant coaches were fired. I talked about how that seems like it's kind of a panic move, you know, firing a couple assistants this late in the season. But uh, the defense has been having a tough time covering. Uh, the offensive line has – gotten worse really especially on the interior you know they they've they've really struggled protecting cam newton you go back to the pittsburgh game cam got walloped i think five sacks you look at last week against the bucks four sacks on newton uh cam throws four interceptions i mean the the offense just seems like it's uh hit hit a bit of a wall you know it's not really it, it doesn't feel as explosive as it was in the first half of the season and like like i said on on the defensive side of the ball, which has been their strength, you know, these, these opposing offenses are, and and these are offenses, you know, Seattle wasn't expected to do much. Tampa Bay has been up and down. Like you said, it's just been really surprising how they've been struggling to keep opponents out of the end zone and they can't find the end zone themselves. You know, they're missing a lot of red zone opportunities. It's just been a lot of, frustration, I think, over the last couple weeks that has led to this four-game losing streak.
0: Well, here's one of the interesting things, though, when we go with this. You know, uh, the Browns right now, Larry Ogunjobi left Sunday with a bicep injury. Um, The Browns usually keep this stuff quiet until at least Wednesday. So, I mean, until, you know, after Wednesday's practice. So, you know, when we're recording this, we're not going to know the answer. But this Mm -hmm. may be beneficial to your Panthers and the interior because if Larry Ogunjobi can't go – Maybe Emmanuel Agba goes inside or whatever, but interior defensive line for the Browns has been a weakness other than Larry and Joby this entire season. So a player of this this that ilk who's been finding his way and with a bicep injury, it's bicep injuries are it's either really bad and season ending, or it's, you know, something maybe you can play through, but you are playing through at, you know, 75, 85%. So I mean this could be something that could age you guys and hurt the Browns in the same instance.
1: Yeah, for sure. You know, um, I mean, that, that, that's really one of the key, you know, it, when, when talking about the Panthers' offensive line, I mean, th- this was a, a unit that I've been praising over like the first half of the season. So to watch them kind of crumble a little bit over the last couple weeks has been pretty upsetting to be honest. So, um, you know, if Hugo isn't there, then, um, uh, Hopefully that opens things up for the Panthers. Hopefully that allows them to uh, just continue to get McCaffrey the ball. It allows it allow the interior to at least look better. I guess that they won't have maybe as much pressure on them, and Cam will be able to stay upright. So, you know, and obviously both teams are dealing with injuries. You know, even the Panthers, of course, just lost Greg Olsen likely for the season with another foot injury. So, you know, they. Ian Thomas has to step up, so I'll be I'll be really curious because he's he's played well in Olson's absence earlier this season, uh, you know. So I'm excited to see him kind of get back into it as the as the number one tight end. But yeah, you know, if the Browns are missing one of their best passers, now granted, you know, you still have Miles Garrett, and I don't know how the Panthers are going to be able to kind of account for him, or you know, at the very least try to hold him in check you know he's still going to get his uh it's just a matter of you know like you said where where else is the is the production going to come from
0: and that's the one thing i think of you know and look and even miles garrett i mean a lot of it he comes so fast and gets himself all off balance and a lot of times he can get himself home but you know you're talking i mean you're not t- tackling just any quarterback cam newton is a ridiculously large quarterback and whether it's you know Chris Smith seeing some reps as a defensive end, whether it is you know Jannard Avery, these guys, these guys are both undersized. Cam, it's a, it's okay if you get home, but he's a big dude. And look, some of these guys, you might need some help to get him down.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's, uh, it, it's just amazing how the run- he's just so do- still so dominant in the running game, even though he's taken such a beating over the last couple of weeks but you're right I mean this, this guy's bigger than most NFL linebackers so you know one, once he gets out in the open field he, he he's extremely difficult to take down you almost have to just force him out of bounds so if they can continue to get his legs going in the running game then you know it, it just continues to open up the offense it keeps pressure off of Christian McCaffrey I think so yeah you know it, for all the talent the Panthers have, it still boils down to Cam Newton as the as the catalyst for this offense, both in the air and on the ground.
0: Okay, now uh, we're going to get a little bit here, the wide receivers. Look, DJ Moore has been finding his way. Um, this could be yet another issue. Um, Denzel Ward, um, some are saying stinger, some are saying concussion. Look, I mean, you get hit in the head, you jolt your neck back. It's probably a little bit of both, uh, you know, and something will probably get you know a little bit more clear as the week goes on. I don't know necessarily that he's going to play because, look, if you aren't really necessarily into it, I don't know why, with all that you've invested in, Denzel Ward has played as well as he has up to this point. Why are you going to risk a guy here in in a game in December when you might be playing for 19? Look, they're still mathematically, to all my listeners, yes, you guys are still mathematically alive. I know we are. But you have to look out for the next five years of Denzel Ward, not just win Sunday versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, talk to me about DJ Moore and obviously, you know Samuel. Uh, you know former Buckeye. How are these guys? You know Funchess uh, from the school up north, and we can't mention that. But we'll talk <laughs> a little bit about this wide receiving core here, Bill.
1: Yeah, DJ Moore, like you said, he's definitely finding his way. Uh, I love the way that he's been improving every week. Uh, really becoming that big play receiver that you saw out of Maryland. I think you're seeing Cam develop a lot more trust in DJ Moore. Uh, Curtis Samuel is another guy that has really started to settle in, I think, into his role with the Panthers. You know, his his rookie season obviously was marred by injury. Uh, Even this offseason, he was dealing with some injury. So there was um, not necessarily a concern of whether he'll make the team, just a concern of what his role would be and how much playing time he would actually get. And as we've seen over the last couple weeks, he's gotten more snaps. He's gotten more involved in the offense. In fact, he was—he actually was the uh, he, he was the receiver Cam Newton targeted the most last week against the Buccaneers. I think he had like 11 targets. And um, I want to say caught something like six or nine passes. I forget offhand. But he, he was definitely heavily involved uh, last week. So he's definitely you – know, it's definitely nice to see him start to play better and start to – become worthy of that second-round pick that the Panthers spent on him. And then David Funches. you know, he's he, he's what he's been over the last couple of years, I and mean, that's not necessarily uh, a bad thing. You know, he's still that big-bodied receiver that you can throw too deep, and he can just use his body to uh, make, make contested catches. So, you know, it, it's just uh, – and, and all you – know, even Jerry Wright just continues to be that uh, underrated receiver. In this offense, so it's just a whole group of talent that has, at, at least in the first, even to an extent, the last couple of weeks, even though they've lost four straight,
0: it's it's really been
1: a whole collection of these guys that's really made this offense go. But um, yeah, to me, I, I I love watching DJ Moore. I think he's become probably my favorite receiver on this team.
0: Yeah, and DJ, you know, with the quick feet and the route running, kind of gives you a little bit of a Steve Smith vibe, obviously, for all you Carolina Panthers listeners. But, you know, that's, you know, it's great that you're big and you can do the contested catches and all of that stuff. But sometimes you need a guy who just can break ankles and can get himself open in a space. You are listening to the Crossover Wednesdays Locked on Browns, Locked on Panthers episode, guys here. Bill Rossetti and myself, we are breaking it down for you here. Uh, We just, you know, Panthers offense, Browns defense. We are brought to you tonight, guys, here by Action Heat. Um, Bill's going to tell you all about it and give you a nice little hookup code, so let's go ahead with that.
1: Yeah, you know, Act- Action Heat, we want to thank them for being one of the new sponsors here on the Lockdown Network. And, um, you know, it, it's winter, it's getting cold, you, you want to stay warm, and Action Heat's going to do that for you because their clothing is engineered to safely and effectively deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. And they can reach temperatures of up to 135 degrees and are powered by a rechargeable 5-volt lithium-iron battery that lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. Action Heat is the world's best battery-heated clothing, and you get heat on demand at the touch of a button. Listen, it's you know, Christmas is coming. If, if you have friends or family that you want to buy gifts for... This is a perfect gift. It's great for anyone that works outdoors, uh, hunting season going on, or if you know friends that are skiers or snowboarders, or just people that hate being cold. Uh, Action Heat has toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body with their clothing, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy head to toe with Action Heat. Available in men's and women's. So listen up. Uh, We got a special deal for you guys with Action Heat here from the Locked On podcast. 20% off your entire order by going to actionheat.com slash locked on. That's A-C-T-I-O-N-H-E-A-T, actionheat.com slash locked on. Or use the promo code locked on at the checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And we thank them for being a great sponsor. For this podcast.
0: Uh, and it is kind of funny, um, you know, because I actually had some action heat stuff um, with all the terrible weather this year. We played soccer up until two days before Thanksgiving. And um, we started, I had two games that night. We started at six o'clock. It was 39 degrees. We started the 715 game. It was 29 degrees. Thank you, actually. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Um, now we're gonna uh, shift it up here a little bit uh you know Brown's offense uh, panthers defense um Baker mayfield um, everything right now uh, uh, you know, and maybe in what you see now bill with why they made him the guy 23 years old there's a you know all the other guys were you know underclassmen Baker at 23 they wanted to put this guy into this position because he didn't just need to be the quarterback of this offense he didn't need to be the quarterback of this franchise He needed to be the man of this man of this team, and he's Mm -hmm. just hit the ground running. Um, You know some looks from afar on Baker Mayfield so far. And what you thinking on and What you've seen so far, Bill?
1: Yeah, you you gotta love Baker Mayfield. You know, just the winning attitude, um, the arm, the mobility. Uh, He's really been such a a spark plug to that offense, and you know it, it just makes you. Keep going back and wondering why he never really got a shot at the uh, at the starting job, especially with the way he played in the preseason. But now that he has the job, you, you can tell the offense is just much more exciting to you know much more exciting to watch. I think the players are having a lot more fun, uh, you know, especially now that Hugh Jackson is out as head coach. So uh, the the guard really seems to be down. I think for this team, and I think you, you're starting to see the potential that this offense can have and really that this team can have uh you know they they have won you know before the Texans game they were on a two-game losing streak which is something you almost never see in Cleveland so you know you're, you're seeing that hope out of the offense you're you're seeing the talent and yeah Baker just I I I think his attitude his winning attitude just seems to be rubbing off on everybody and it's really an exciting time I think in Cleveland
0: um, you know he's been everything is advertised. Um, he just brings it day in, day out. You know the intensity, the work ethic, the attention to detail. It's been so refreshing to have him here. I'm here. You know, and as a 23 year old guy, you know you throw Nick Chubb into it. Um, but you know now go into it. You know, uh, you know obviously uh, Carolina. You know the defensive line. You mentioned there were issues there, but the linebackers and uh, the secondary. Let's hear a little talk. I mean, I know Eric Reed's there now. Uh, a popular name is Eric Reed with everything that he's been through, kind of Colin Kaepernick style, where these guys are trying to say, "Hey, look, you know, we're using our platform to create, a, you know, create, you know, create a greater good for everyone, you know, that we know we associate with, and and to help everyone." How was you know the linebacking core and the secondary? Eric Reed was a nice pickup, and then all of a sudden, now with the last four games, but even still, Eric Reed, good ball player.
1: Oh, no doubt. Uh, he he's still. He he's still been a good player despite uh, you know the slip ups over the last couple weeks. You know I, I don't know if it's necessarily him that's been struggling, but I mean o- overall I think the the secondary has kind of faltered a little bit. Um, you know is age starting to become a concern at least in, uh, in in terms of guys like Mike Adams and Captain Munderland. You know are are they starting to show their age a little bit? But um, James Bradbury has still been playing pretty well. Dante Jackson has just continued to have a, a very good rookie season. I think definitely deserves at least a shot to go to the Pro Bowl. Even you know, you know, take Pro Bowl what you for what you what you will, because of how many injury placements there are. But uh, Dante Jackson definitely deserves to go. And then you mentioned the linebacking core; they they just continue to play well. I mean, we don't really have to get too much into Luke Kuechly because we. We know what he is at this point. He's arguably the best middle linebacker in the NFL. Uh, Shaq Thompson has, has just continued to play well, even Thomas Davis for his age. So, you know, the back seven I, I think has played very well. It, it's that front four that's kind of struggled a little bit. You know, they haven't been, haven't really been getting a lot of pass rush. They did sack Jameis Winston four times last week. But um, overall, it doesn't seem like they're getting enough pass rush to – Really make an impact in, in in any of these last couple games.
0: Well, I mean Jameis Winston, you know, not the most mobile of guys. Baker is somewhat mobile, but you know, mm-hmm. not elite mobile where you, you know you know scratch your head and worry about it at night. Um, but you know, with a Baker Mayfield, they've added a Nick Chubb here, who has been mm-hmm. such a stabilizing presence and attention to detail. And Nick does so many things well as a running back position. And then you go to the skill guys, and it's it's a nice group and it's deep. There really is no headliner, you know. You know Jarvis Landry is you know best statistically, but there's times where they've had tremendous you know offensive output where Jarvis Landry hasn't been you know part of it, and you you have an emerging guy into David Njoku, Antonio Callaway. I mean, had two fantastic plays Sunday, but you know when you look at it, yeah, there were great plays. I mean. Statistically, they don't matter, but he was able to show to, you know, be able to do these things. Um, you know, Brashard Perriman. I mean, here, Bill, I mean, obviously, we all follow the draft like we do. I mean, here's a guy who's a punchline at points, and he's actually finding a way to contribute. So, there are some guys here at the skill position, and they're able to mix them in and out, and, and they go seven, eight, nine deep between tight ends, wide receivers, and running backs. Uh, you know, are, are the Panthers okay to handle this type of adversity? with what they've seen, you know, mostly with the NFC South and what they've seen so far?
1: Yeah, that, that's a good question. And, you know, it, it's amazing to see that Brashad Perriman has uh, actually, actually performed well. Like you said, he's been basically next to nothing. I, I think when
0: the first announcement came out that Brashad Perriman was picked up by the Browns, I, I, I think I put out like an LOL or OK or whatever. But yeah. here it is now, <laughs> and we're to the point where actually, like we mentioned Brashad Perriman in shows and post-game shows and between that and greg robinson i mean but you know obviously god bless them, nobody you know we all might say all the guys are bust this that and the other thing but nobody ever wants it i mean this is all these guys have ever done is play football and right. you have two guys here who were you know considered bust and finding their ways towards maybe extensions in cleveland or at least more time in the nfl
1: mm-hmm. But yeah, going back to you know the Panthers against all these guys, uh, that 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 definitely poses a challenge. Uh, I think you saw last week against the Buccaneers that um, even in both games against the Buccaneers, they uh, the the Buccaneers are are another one of those teams that definitely like to throw a lot at you. Uh, We saw you know it wasn't you know Mike Evans was pretty quiet again in in the second game, but. Had a few more catches in the first game when he was really shut out, but you're firing guys like Adam Humphreys and Chris Godwin at them. So you look, you look at the team like the Browns, um, and Antonio Callaway is a guy that that can beat them deep. Uh, you know, you mentioned Pearman, who's kind of coming into his own. Even Jarvis Landry in the slot, they they've got, and and, and I'm I'm worried about David and Listen, I'm I'm a big David and fan. Uh, he he seems. He's turning into one of those guys that's almost matchup proof. Uh, so I
0: there's weeks where David Njoku comes like it's the Thanksgiving dinner is put him, put before him and he just absolutely destroys. And then there's weeks where David Njoku comes and it's, it's like he's having a solid. It's like a hit or miss thing. Like there's games where he's absolutely dominant or games where they try to do things with other guys based on the matchups. So it's. It's been kind of like feast or famine with David Njoku, and, and I'm totally with you. I mean, he is. I mean, you look at everything that you would want in an NFL tight end, and it's David Njoku. And, and look, it's not that they're not trying, I think it's just sometimes that, you know, they use him decoyish and stuff of that nature.
1: And, and I should know, you know, I actually had David Njoku in the Scott Fish Bowl, so uh, I, I, I definitely <laughs> know a thing or two about David Njoku. You know, he, he performed well for me, unfortunately. Uh, The rest of my team didn't do so hot. Spoiler alert, I took Le'Veon Bell, did not take James Conner. Needless to say, my season. Well, here,
0: I was also in the Scott Fish Bowl, and I had (laughs) Le'Veon Bell and Jarek McKinnon, who was supposed to be this. Yeah, did not go so well. Did not go so well. Didn't draft heavy enough on quarterback either.
1: And I had Jared Goff and Marcus Mariota, so (laughs) So, there you go. Um, But, yeah, David and Joku, I'm I'm worried about him as uh, for the Panthers defenders. I, I think this could be one of those games where uh I, I think this could be a feast game for him. I, I would not be surprised because the, the Panthers have uh, been burnt a little bit in, in so far this season by tight ends and they really haven't faced the tight end the caliber of David and Joku. So uh I, I would say buckle up a little bit for, for this one.
0: Yeah, well, and that, you know, with the inside guys, I mean, there is Callaway, there is Landry, there is Higgins. These guys all can do things interior. Obviously, in a Joker, you can get a lot of interior. Um, it was weird against the Texans. Duke Johnson once again got put on like the you know pain no on mind list, and and it's weird because he's so great in his role. There should be a package for a guy like that. Mm-hmm. And with Carolina, look, you know, Shaq Thomas, Shack Thompson can run with anybody, but Luke and Thomas Davis, you know, look the years have not been kind and they are great in the roles but if you're putting better athletes against them you know you hope that the better athletes would win so it's going to be interesting how this all plays out and you know I keep saying Bashar Perriman is going to hit a big one and it usually you know Antonio Callaway was two big ones last week um run defense uh with Nick Chubb and you know if they do things right and the Browns stay in the game early Nick Chubb's gonna get his 20 how's the you know run defense been in Carolina to this point this year
1: it's been up and down uh they they've definitely had games where they especially against top running backs that they've kind of held them in check you know you go back to week one they held Zeke Elliott to 69 yards nice uh, but then uh the following week you have a guy like Tevin Coleman come in and Kind of have a breakout game, so it's been kind of up and down. Uh, there were moments last week against the Buccaneers where Ronald Jones, or sorry, not Ronald Jones, uh, Peyton Barber broke off some, you know, pretty nice runs, pretty pretty lengthy runs around around ten yards, just enough to, you know, keep the Panthers defense honest and make them look like, you know, the the run D has been struggling a bit. Overall, uh, the the numbers weren't great. It was only like forty five yards on like. 16 carries, 16 or 18 carries, but um, like I said, it, it was just enough to kind of keep the Panthers in check. Now you, you look at this week. Uh, we we know we know the talent of Nick Chubb. I, I'm I'm a big fan of Nick Chubb. Uh, I'm glad he's staying healthy. I'm glad he's really getting a chance to break out with the Browns, uh, especially after they traded Carlos Hyde, really gave Chubb more of an opportunity. So. You know, between him and Duke Johnson, this is definitely a duo that I, I'd be concerned about. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned Baker Mayfield, how he's pretty mobile. Uh, the running game, I think, is definitely going to keep that in check. So, you know, the, the combo of all that, I think, is definitely going to have to be a concern for the Panthers' defensive line. Uh You know, these guys just have the talent to just bust one on this defense, I think. So, you know, don't be surprised if, you know, Nick Chubb breaks out for like a 40- or 50-yard touchdown in this one.
0: And and that's the thing. I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. Guys, you are listening to the Crossover Wednesday edition of the Locked On Panthers, of the Locked On Browns. Guys, if you're not subscribed to either, uh, for your Panthers listeners, I do a good job. For my Browns listeners, Bill's a great dude that works very hard. So, are you looking for another podcast, something a little bit different? Locked on Panthers with Bill Versetti. He does a fantastic job over there, guys. Download, subscribe. We all work hard, and we'd appreciate any little effort anybody wants to give us. So Locked on Panthers, Locked on Browns, go ahead into your podcast, where whatever app you use, and subscribe to both. Thank you. Now, Bill, uh, we, we always have to do this, and this is the toughest part, because when we do these shows, they're a little bit early in the week, and there's always injury reports, especially later in the year. But, you know, Got to get kind of into, you know, a prediction. And I'm hearing from what you're saying, and I know what I say, and I'm always nervous early in the week. Sometimes it changes to more positivity. Sometimes it doesn't. But, uh, look, Panthers, this is kind of it. You can't get to 6-7 and seven and expect yep. to get a playoff game. Yep. For the Browns, it's, look, we want more notches on the belt because there's some who say, oh, well, the, you know, look, if it ends up being an earlier in the draft – no, you want to be early in the draft if you need a quarterback. That part is done with Cleveland. So, uh, Bill, I'm going to put you on the spot first here. Uh, I'll put it to you, the hot mic, hot mic. Uh, what are your thoughts for Sunday?
1: I, I agree with you with, with what you said earlier. I think this definitely has the potential to be a high-scoring game. Um, I am a little concerned, you know, can, can this team start to – Fix things? Can they can they turn things around in time? Can they get over their road woes? They still have only won one road game all season, and that was against the Philadelphia Eagles.
0: The same in- as the Cleveland that- Browns. The same as the Browns.
1: So there you go. Uh so I'm I'm concerned. I think the Browns can I think the Brown, this is gonna. You know, I'm all surprised. I'm saying this, but I'm gonna pick the Browns to come away with the victory in this one, uh, and just kind of further the tailspin that the Panthers are in. And, and like you said, the, the Panthers have to win this game. I mean, you know, obviously we can forget about the division because the Saints have run away with that. Hit. right now, the Panthers aren't even in the playoffs because you know sitting at six and six, the second wild card right now is six five and one, and the Panthers, I believe, now have. Five conference losses, so they're in trouble. Uh, I, I think this week almost is the final nail in the coffin. I'm going to say Browns thirty, Panthers twenty-seven.
0: See, the thing for me is if if there's no Larry Ogunjobi and there's no Denzel Ward, that does make me nervous. The advantage right. is at their home, and what you've said, uh, you know, defensively, where the Browns should be able to you know do some things. That that does give me some you know some you know obviously. Angst, um, and I look at this now. I mean, they have the Carolina Panthers at home. They go to Denver. They have Cincinnati home again, and they have the Ravens on the road again. And who knows how that's going to play out, quarterback wise, in that last game in Week 17? You know, whether the Ravens are alive or not, whatever is going on with them at the time, four weeks away, obviously. So you know, plenty of time before that. I, I-, I want wins. I think they're capable of wins. There's ways I can look at this and say, you know, they could win out here. And finish up 8-7-1. Whether or not that leads to a playoff berth, who knows. Um, I I do feel confident when they play at home. I I think it's a a better product at home. Baker feeds off of it. Uh, I think the defense feeds off of it. Um, But missing Larry Ogunjobi and Denzel Ward. So, guys, we record these shows earlier in the week. So keep in mind, at the time of the recording, I don't know if Larry Ogunjobi is playing or Denzel Ward is playing. So what I will say is I will say it, it, the Browns will come up maybe a field goal short. If you tell me Larry Ogunjobi's playing and Denzel Ward's playing, do I like the Browns by, you know, five, six or more? I do. So, you know, you've got Bill's opinion. You, you've got my opinion. Um, if you choose to use my bookie to do that, guys, go ahead and do it. Um, Bill, it's been an absolute blast, bro. It has. It was. Nice catching up.
1: Absolutely, buddy. Like I said, I was looking forward to this one for a while because I knew I got to talk to you. So, you know, definitely glad we were able to do this.
0: Yeah, it's funny how, you know, a lot of us have, you know, communicated for years and now we've kind of, there's this little bit of locked on fraternity where we all end up here. Um, guys, this has been your Crossover Wednesday edition of Locked on Panthers, your host, Bill Rossetti. Guys, if you're not listening, you're not following, you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Bill does a great job over there. Um, as far as Locked on Browns, uh, I'm Jeff LJ Lloyd. Guys, I appreciate everything. You know, the show's been doing very well. Part of it is because the team is on the uptick. Part of it is because of Baker Mayfield, and I do appreciate it, but, um, you know, I do think I'm doing my part here and trying to guide you guys the best I can, um, Guys, uh, you know whatever it is, Locked On NFL Network. You know, follow that. The Instagram, the Facebook pages. Uh, you know, a lot of ways. You know, the the shows are visible. So, you look if you know Twitter or you know podcast apps aren't your thing, you can find it through Instagram. You can find it through Facebook. Go to the Locked On NFL pages. You can get right to the Megaphone app. That's where you can find any of these shows. For Bill Rossetti, for myself, Jeff Lloyd. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, you know, as we always say on Crossover Wednesdays. Enjoy the ball game on, uh, you know, on Sunday, guys, and everybody. You know, have a great time. Enjoy. Best team's gonna win, and we'll figure it out on Wednesday.